Hi, we're Cardigan Academy, your helpers for all things mental health, parenting, and education. Today we have a question from a listener about how to carve out time for yourself. If you have a situation you'd like our therapist and teacher advice on, you can submit your letter at cardiganacademy.com. Dear Cardigan Academy, I was recently talking to another parent about my decision to keep our kids home again this year, and her response was, do you enjoy it? Another parent I was speaking with who was also considering homeschooling this year stated that she was hoping to, quote, start her life again. I understand both sentiments because I have often found myself not particularly enjoying bits of homeschooling or being a stay-at-home parent and also feel I have sacrificed a large chunk of my life to stay home with my kids. What do you say to those who feel they are sacrificing parts of themselves to stay home during this pandemic time? What is your advice on juggling not just the needs of your family, but also your own personal needs for personal development, questioning everything? I know the letter is homeschool specific, but I don't feel like this scenario is homeschool specific or even parenting specific. It's very easy to lose ourselves at times through our life. I think this is, I was, I was going to say, I think this is especially true for women. The thing is, I know I've spoken with a lot of men who feel the same way as far as they've got their careers all day long and then they feel like they need to stay home and be, you know, parents in the evening. And I, I, it's just a challenge all around in our mm -hmm. villageless society. It's like an ongoing theme here at Cardigan Academy that we talk about. Yeah. And one of the reasons why we promote community and try to help foster that because we do need one another. Uh, you're right. This can apply to someone who, you know, what about people who work a lot and their job is, you know, eight to five, nine to five, and then they go home and they still have three, four, five more hours of work. And that can be very consuming or volunteering people, even people volunteer a lot. You and I have done a workshop on compassion fatigue for a volunteer organization because mm -hmm. that exists or, you know, caring for someone who's ill or the, just because of the pandemic. There's just so many reasons right now, especially, that makes this a, a timely and challenging subject. Mm -hmm. And I can think back on times in my life where I felt that way. Yeah. I even worked with my therapist on coming up with a homeschooling plan for my own mental health days. So that was important because when I was struggling, then I would also lay down at night and think, what did we do today? <laughs> and we talk a lot at Cardigan Academy about how they're always learning. And even knowing that she helped me just have a, it was almost like when I was in the classroom, you would have a sub file, right? Because mm -hmm. the worst thing you could deal with as a teacher was getting sick and then also having to write sub plans like sometimes it was just easier to just go in even if you are sick and mm -hmm. re really don't recommend that now but <laughs> having those 
standby things ready to go, whether you're in the classroom or at home homeschooling or staying home with children, having something prepared and set away for those days when, you know what, hits the fan (laughs) are just reassuring in so many ways. So mine right now involves YouTube playlists for all different subjects. So I, I have a YouTube playlist for my kids for science and art and music. And anytime I see something that's interesting, I just add it to that playlist. I also have a lot of things purchased, like um, there's one called a No Sweat Nature Study through the website Our Journey Westward. And so she does science videos and then the kids do art that goes along with it. So I put them in front of the computer for an hour and they're getting science and art and I can do anything I need to do. There are ways to plan for that. And specifically because questioning everything mentioned homeschooling, there are a lot of ways to outsource specific to homeschooling. So I'm teaching virtual classes right now through Still Playing School. And Stacey, your kids do GamerPal. That is something that was born of the pandemic. Um, an idea that came up when talking to one of our clients one time is a lot of times people have kids in that age range of young enough to enjoy being on the computer, but maybe not quite old enough to understand how to navigate it safely. And so they're on YouTube and they're watching YouTube videos, but it's pretty easy, even with kids YouTube, sometimes it's just some stuff can slip through and maybe they're listening to, you know, I don't know, people playing Minecraft. These kids love watching other kids play video games. And so they, I remember this particular client was saying, I don't really have a problem with him being on the computer and watching these things. That's not the issue. The issue is I'm busy working from home. It's fine that he's on there, but I'm concerned because since he's, you know, six, seven years old, I don't know what he's hearing. I I can't monitor it. So it's fine that he's on there. It's fine that it's Minecraft, but what is he hearing? And I don't know. And so my kids have created this safe way for kids to get online and play games, learn games, play in groups, play individually, play on safe servers. And basically it's sort of like a, like a, like a cyber, I don't want to say a cyber babysitter, but like a, like a virtual parents helper. Yeah. Virtual parents helper for moms and dads, for anybody who needs time to themselves Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Uh, working from home or just because you need a break, whatever the thing is, you need an hour to yourself, two hours, you can, contact them through their Facebook page. It's called GamerPal. And my daughter is a college student. She does all of the scheduling and coordinating. And parents can also request specific ways that Max, my youngest, they are the person that plays with the kids online. Mm-hmm. Um, Max volunteers with Big Brothers and, and in classrooms. Max does a great job with uh, kids especially. And they kind of get to boss max around for like like an hour and then sometimes parents can say you know could could you work on helping them not rage quit or teaching them what it how to lose gracefully and how to be a gracious person at the end of a game like whatever the thing is they want to work on yeah so that's a really that's been a really good thing and also really helpful It's cool to see all of our kids doing a lot of things virtually because we're modeling that too. Yes, through Guardian Academy. My daughter is in sixth grade and since the pandemic started, she's been doing virtual story time. She starts tomorrow for another eight-week session and reads books to the kids and 
sings songs and plays games. And those are available as well through, you can contact me through Still Playing School. So all of this to say, we through Cardigan Academy and our kids through their individual projects are filling this need. Okay, so now the kids are on Gamer Power. They're having a story time with Evelyn. Now, what do we suggest to questioning everything? Right. What do you do during, during that time? <laughs> and it's okay if you just like sit there and stare off into space. Because yeah. Been there. That still counts as doing something. It's like yeah. there's a, there was a meme going around that said, you know, let's get rid of feeling like we have to have an excuse when we don't want to go out or do this thing. It's, it's okay to say, I actually don't want to go out Friday night because I just need to recharge or I just want to sit. I mean, you don't have to give a reason at all, but that mm -hmm. you don't have to have what's considered quote unquote, a legitimate reason. It, yeah. re resting is important. Resting matters and that kind of thing. I noticed that questioning everything was, it sounds like they were specifically asking about having something that's personally fulfilling to them um, in some way and how, how to make space for that. And I wanted to I wanted to acknowledge something you said, Devani. I like that you called it like a mental health plan. Even, and then you gave the example of substitute teaching when someone's sick. And I think that's another thing is sometimes we think there needs to be a physical sickness. There has to be, a, again, a reason to do plan B with our kids or other people so that we can take care of ourselves. And I, I appreciate that you said a mental health plan because sometimes we have those days where we're mm -hmm. just not feeling it or having a hard time. And so, yeah, even a day where I've done that with homeschooling too, where I'm just feeling overloaded and overwhelmed. And I, and I say to my kids, I'm not in a great space and I don't want us to have an uncomfortable, grumpy day. And I think I need to decompress. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we bag the day or like you said, having something kind of waiting in the wings to do. Um, I also wanted to note that this person signed the letter questioning everything. And what I want to say to that, such a great sign off, mm -hmm. is that number one, it's totally normal to question everything. In fact, I think it's healthy. And even though it can feel disorienting and distressing sometimes when it's like, ah, oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing right by myself? Am I doing right by my kids and my partner? But Questioning everything is just such an apt name because I, being very forthcoming with you, questioning everything, we homeschoolers do this. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, so do the work outside the home moms or dads, uh, parents. Mm -hmm. So does everybody. Like the the pe the person who works full time because they know that is so fulfilling. There's always going to be a part of them too that wonders. I hope the kids are okay you know, mm -hmm. in daycare or whatever. And it, it's like, it doesn't matter what you, whether you send your kid to school, whether you don't, whether you homeschool, whether you work full-time, part-time, whether you have your own, even people in their careers will be like, I have this career. Gee, I could have also been writing Broadway musicals. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> questioning everything is just such a normal part of our human existence. So I, I want to validate that and say that it's very, very normal. And keep in mind that no matter what you are doing right now, you would be questioning just like everyone does, especially now with the pandemic. I've seen parents not send their kids to school the first week here in Pennsylvania because there was no mask mandate. Then there was a mask mandate and then they were sending their kids to school, but other people weren't. So there's a lot of back and forth right now. Mm -hmm. Surely you are not alone in wondering. Um, I also want to note that the work we as stay-at-home parents do is greatly undervalued in our society. And that can make it extra hard because it is already very demanding and draining and you're on call 24 seven, like mm -hmm. more, more than with a regular job, you're on call all the time. It's just, it's such a valuable thing that we 
do that society does not always value because if you had to pay someone to do everything that you're doing not just not just watch the kids homeschool them feed them take dentist doctor all this stuff you know how much that would like it's just is such an undervalued thing so lots of validation first of all before we delve into what to do part of what has always helped me when i'm questioning everything is the community we've gotten through our homeschool group and so that was one of our biggest goals in creating Cardigan Academy. Yes, it's going to be virtual because we're living through a pandemic. How do we recreate that same sort of idea swapping, nodding, understanding, laughter, so that you're able to step back into it and hit the ground running the next day, feeling like you were heard and seen by mm -hmm. another adult who's going <laughs> through the same things. Yeah. That's so rejuvenating just to know we're not alone. Other people are going through it and to swap ideas too. Mm -hmm. just, oh, hey, that's a really good idea. Or even the validation that if you have the occasional day that you don't do all the homeschool things that you had down that you thought you were going to do, it's, it's okay. It's all going to be okay, mm -hmm. which reminds me of the other thing that I remind people of. I remind myself, I, I remind myself that these are seasons and I don't mean that in the somewhat dismissive way it can be when someone sees a stranger at the store and says oh you know they the the mom is like enjoy the kid's it. crying yeah. yeah enjoy it it goes by so fast so punch it you up. in the face <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy I it i totally understand what you're saying and that's a really crappy way to say it yeah yeah exactly so i do not mean it that way again total validation that mm -hmm. this is this is not for the weary but sometimes it helps me to know this is for a season like when they don't sleep through the nights for a season, mm -hmm. when they've got the binky or pacifier, that is for a season, breastfeedings for a season, like, and I, that it's, it's, it's just, it's for a time. So you can look at it as some people will put maybe careers on hold and they do the stay at home thing for however many years and then they go back and some people work first and have kids later. Like everything is for a season. And sometimes that just gives your mental space, like it gives you the breathing room to under, to not feel locked in forever yes yes mm -hmm. exactly and so something with the idea of seasons i what has helped me is i've always had something that i do on the side and mm -hmm. so for a while i would see clients and do therapy sessions one to two days a week at our own little you know our own business um i did that for a number of years i have done stuff where both devony and i have done stuff where we've taught classes for a local program in our community um there's it's a grant funded program and we would teach classes on various topics through our library system i've done kids camps so sometimes i'll do something that's like maybe a project it's, it's for a few months or a year or something on the side i've done google work for Google from home, which is about, you know, like a part-time job working remotely, but I've always had something. I've run a book club. I've run a homeschool group. I do think it's important to always have something that's mm -hmm. yours that feeds you. Cardigan Academy feeds me big time because it just, uh, I, I'm so happy doing this. Um, Devin and I talk about this all the time. Yes. Like we're just like, ah, we get to do this. We love it. We love the podcast. We love the cloops. Everything we do is, is this is just so rejuvenating. And we also talk about how, even though we've known each other for years, we would not have been able to do this five or six years ago mm -hmm. based on the ages of our kids and just what was going on in our lives. And or even alone. Yeah. I couldn't be doing it right now alone. And so I think that's something to consider too. Like, mm -hmm. 
maybe you need to partner with someone and, and it doesn't need to be a business, but maybe it would be like Stacy said, a book club or I don't know, incorporating a hobby in some mm -hmm. way. Or when I started my website, still playing school, when I left the classroom, the beauty of that, that's a little different than what I'm doing now in Cardigan Academy is that I could start and stop at any time. So when I had time and ideas, I could write, 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 write over at Still Playing School and publish. And I collaborated on books. And then there were, and still are, times when it's very passive. Mm -hmm. And so the content is still there. People might still be reaching out and they're still using the content, but I don't need to continue to show up if our life has gotten busy in a different way. So that's a consideration Mm -hmm. that you can take in mind when you're thinking about trying to fulfill some of that professional stuff. And sometimes that professional stuff doesn't even need to be necessarily what you do professionally. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm teaching classes on zoology and that's not what I studied. So it's just a personal interest of mine. So that might be telling your homeschool group, if you have one, which we really recommend <laughs> since you're homeschooling, yes. <laughs> telling your homeschool group, I'm going to teach a one-time workshop on insert your hobby or passion here mm -hmm. and it can be virtual if you are homeschooling because of the pandemic and so that's just a way to share some of that with others no i think that's a really good point i love that you brought that up and mentioned that depending what's going on in your family's life your kids ages whatever that that is something to take into consideration is it something that has some degree of flexibility um you know what's the dynamic i think that's an important thing to to think about Another thing that I think about is it a lot depends on the ages of kids. And this goes along with what you were just saying now, too. I was, as you were speaking, I was thinking that in 2009, it was the first year that our family participated in National Novel Writing Month, which is the month of November. You have 30 days, and the goal is to write a 50,000 word novel. So you write over 2,000 a day, or no, maybe it's 1,667 or something, however many words a day, theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you get behind no, exactly. and you're playing. <laughs> Whoops, can't I have to stop mid-sentence. Although I think I heard that that was something, I think it was Hemingway that did that fun fact, that when he was writing, he would purposely stop mid-sentence on purpose so that mm. when he went back to his work, he didn't have to go through that mental time of trying to pick back up and where he was, he could just pick it up. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So National Novel Writing Month, you're not writing it, you know, to be able to write like that, you have to let go of perfectionism and simply write, mm -hmm. edit later. Um, but when our family did that, we've done it for many years, but that first year, 2009, I'm thinking my kids were nine and six. And here is this one month long, essentially a hobby thing. We all did it together. But even though it wasn't like like you said, Debbie, not like a part-time job or a career thing. It was just, it did feed that part of me that does love to write and create and that had something to say. I, ha I had the book I always wanted to write, you know, and so I did. And so in that idea of things are for a season, also maybe taking time for yourself looks like a full dedicated month of writing a novel, or maybe it looks like when the kids are really little. <laughs> I just think that's the most challenging time. Babies, mm -hmm. toddlers, preschoolers, that's I'm not, I'm just not going to lie and say, oh, sure, you can do all that. No, it's really, really hard. Um, I, but having something, a puzzle, like I like jigsaw puzzle, mm -hmm. at that stage, you might have to be something smallish mm -hmm. by necessity. But like 
you said, Donnie, have something. Yeah. Devani and I were talking earlier about how the message that sometimes society and people give to women, especially, uh, but this is true of anybody, uh, but I think particularly women is that you can do it all. Mm. I, I, I really kind of despise that message because I think it just gives us this unrealistic um, expectation where we're always going to be disappointed and frustrated with ourselves at what we haven't been able to do because that's not true. We cannot, we can't do it all. We can't, you cannot have a full-time career and be a full-time stay-at-home parent. You just can't. It makes me think of that image. It's like a triangle. (laughs) Yes, I know. Your fulfillment. I think it actually says sanity, but I'm going to say fulfillment instead. (laughs) A clean house and kids and pets. It's like pick two and and that doesn't mean you're picking two for your whole life but like stacy said for this season this month today maybe pick two of those and feel proud that you did those two know that that third one's probably not going to be not today (laughs) mine's my house yep same and and not even for a season Like, like this is how we love to help here at cardigan academy you are giving us a gift of personal fulfillment when you reach out to us for support, whether it's writing a Dear Cardigan Academy letter, listening to the podcast, or working with us in a larger capacity to figure out how we're going to carve away some time for yourself during your homeschooling day. So thank you for that. And please reach out if you would like more support from us. Warmly, Cardigan Academy. If you have a situation you'd like our teacher and therapist advice on, you can submit your own Dear Cardigan Academy letter at cardiganacademy.com. 